0: Starts now.
1: What is going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Southburbs Hitman. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mandel, and I'm joined as always by my White Sox brothers in arms. I'm talking about Steven Zimmerman and Vinny Parisi. And we're back, guys. It's weird. We haven't done a show in three weeks. Uh, the White Sox seem to get worse every day. And we're here to uh, open up the floodgates to let people vent about uh, this terrible season. We're gonna vent about the disaster that's on the field at thirty fifth and Shields. Wow, that rhymed. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that next time. But uh, anyway, Steve Zim, how you guys doing? I'm Steve Zim. Vinny Zim, how you guys doing? Uh, what's going on? How you guys been?
0: Good. It's, uh, it's been a little while since we've gotten to talk in this format, uh, for good reason. There's not much to talk about, unfortunately. Um, I don't know that we've really talked much about, let's see, I guess the Chris gets higher is probably the biggest news since the last time we spoke, but even still, like we kind of knew about that already. It just became official, um, massive disappointment there. Uh, there was a balk off. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, life is good. At least uh, the family's good, the job is
2: good, school is good. So hey, let's do it. How about you, Vinny? You know, I thought the balk off was hilarious. I remember there was a balk off in the World Series a couple of years ago. I can't. I, I want to say it was Red Sox Dodgers in 2018 i would have to go back and look that up it was the red sox won the world series with sale i think it was that year that there but it might have been one of the giant years there was a year where there was a bock off in the world series um the white sox yeah they hired chris Getz. So don't love it um I, I don't remember did we talk about that? we definitely talked about we it we on talked about it on crosstown yeah yeah of course um so don't love that hire um the white sox have been one of the worst teams in the league since the all-star break Yoan no. Mancada has been on fire. Nobody's talking about it. I got an article coming out on Southside Showdown tomorrow. Basically, since middle of July, he's been the White Sox best player. I know that sounds so hard to believe, but we're talking like high 800 OPS.
1: I was going to say, that's not saying much. This yeah, season. no,
2: it's not. But we're talking high 800 OPS. Um, only a couple home runs. There hasn't been much power in terms of like home run hitting. But, you know, the average is up, the OPS, the on-base, all of it is good. Um, but Moncada overall stinks, so I don't think anybody is going to, you know, go too crazy over it. But I do think it's worth noting. Colson Montgomery is one of the best prospects in all of Major League Baseball right now, in my opinion. Um, I can't wait to see how the White Sox mess that up, because I'm <laughs> certain they will. Yeah, um, but, you know, in the minor leagues right now, he's been a beast. Um, there was one other big White Sox. Oh. I, oh, 100 losses is what I was going to think of. So they need to go 7-6 and six to avoid um, being a 100-loss team in their final 13 games. Certainly not out of the question with three against the Nationals who are equally as bad as them, and then they have the Colorado Rockies who are equally as bad at them but played well against them last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was. Zim, you probably remember they were right in your neck of the woods a couple of weeks ago. But um, I think – I think it's just not good unless maybe it's not the Rockies. I might have the White Sox and the Cubs schedules confused. The Cubs play the Rockies. That's who plays the Rockies. They couldn't beat them either. (laughs) But, yeah, they couldn't beat them either. Um, But the White Sox are playing the Nationals and they're winning right now, so that's good, I guess. I don't want them to get 100 losses with the lottery and the fact that they're kind of locked into the fourth best odds. I think it doesn't matter. I can cheer against 100 losses. They've only done it four times in franchise history. 2018, they did it, and they, you know, they kind of did it by design that year. You have to go back to 1973 since they did that before. Now they've only won 100, I think, once in their franchise's history.
1: Hey, so 70, seventy-three and two thousand three, Vinny, 100 loss seasons for the White Sox.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I called it weeks ago. Uh, that's the only reason I'm cheering for 100 losses is because I predicted it.
2: You want to be right. I'm not can't be the only one, too, that would think it would be funny if the White Sox have a worse record this year when they came in expecting to win than in 2018 when they traded everybody and wanted to be the worst team in the league. And they weren't even the worst team in the league that year.
1: That's just how bad they are, and I don't know how this team – can consider bringing back Pedro. How is that even a thing? This guy is the worst. I, I can't stand him.
2: Oh, you're you in stand him territory. I
1: I can't stand Pedro's press conferences anymore. He's got no energy. Yeah. He looks like he looks like he he was scolded by the principal in grammar school, and like maybe maybe the the nun whacked him on the wrist a couple times. Uh, he he has no no like no passion. I I don't know what else to say. The guy just he's got he's got his tail between his legs.
2: Yeah, there's That's not no the guy doubt I want to be
1: our manager. I don't want that guy to be our manager.
2: There's no doubt he sucks. Zim, you can answer this. You know bringing him back next year. Kind of mm-hmm. just makes me assume they're trying to stink again or not necessarily competing for a competitive window. Like, I think that could be the case. Like, if they're not trying to win next year, then who cares who's the manager?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, agree with, I agree with Matthew here in the chat. Griffall pressers
2: are getting worse and worse. Way they worse are. and worse every day.
0: Griffall reminds me of, like, Nathaniel Hackett to the Broncos last year, where, like, everyone like, oh, this, this could be a really great move, and then it just wasn't, and it was so obvious so early on that it wasn't. And then after the season, was, or I, I guess it was coming up to the end of the season, probably about the point we're at now, where it's like you—you you don't keep this guy, right? Like, it's okay to be one and done, right? And like, you know, the Broncos did the right thing; they moved on. You know, they're still zero and two, but you know, that's a whole ass other thing. We don't—we don't need <laughs> to get into football talk too much tonight. But um, altogether, though, like, it was a move that like came with its own risks. Uh, a lot of people thought that because he was from a winning organization, you know that meant he knew how to win, just like we kind of thought with Grafal, like he was there for a World Series. He was there for other successful seasons. Granted, it was the Royals. it was Kansas City, but he's an
1: analytics guy.
0: right. There was all this, I don't know, I, I think analytics guys are overrated.'ve uh, I've thought that for Whoa. a few years now, so um
2: hire him to be an analytics guy then.
0: Right. That's just it. Like, if you want an analytics guy, hire an analytics guy. If you want a manager, hire a manager. And like, that's what they didn't do. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's safe to cut the losses to say, all right, you know, we, we screwed up and, you know, let gets be the bad guy. Then, you know, Han Han and, and um, Williams are the ones who burned this thing to the ground. Let give gets the free reign to say, you know, you're not my guy. It's no hard feelings, Pedro, but you're not my guy. And it could be that easy if he's really worried about the PR coming from it, which I don't think Chris Getz would be. Chris Getz has never been worried about PR in his life. but
2: If he was, he would have taken this job.
1: Exactly. And he he wouldn't be stroking Pedro's balls.
0: (laughs) But I think it would be pretty easy for him just to say, like, you're not my guy. I'm going to go get my guy. Good luck wherever you end up, man. And, And move on.
1: So real quick, guys, I got to hop in with some breaking news. It's football related, but Nick Chubb just got absolutely decimated in what is likely a broken leg for the Browns. So I just want to put that out there. Since we are a sports show, uh, Nick Chubb injured really badly in the Browns-Steelers game. Uh, unfortunate news, but I figured we'd have to talk about it on air.
2: Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Nick Chubb is one of the better running backs in the NFL. Um, there's no Kareem hunt backing him up anymore, but I believe is Kareem hunt still a free agent. He might still be a free agent looking for a team.
1: His old spot
2: might've just opened up back for him again. And Jonathan Taylor, if you're him right now, you're like, trade me to the Browns.
0: They've got a good rookie or a good second year back in Jerome Ford.
2: Okay. He's going to pick up a lot of flack there. Okay. Rome
0: Ford was very highly touted coming out of college. The Browns got him. A lot of people were confused because, you know, they already had Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. This is what you get a guy like that for.
2: So, Absolutely.
1: So I just, I had to jump in because I saw that come through and.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. I'm going to the fantasy waiver wire right now.
1: You know, it's bad when ESPN won't show the replay.
2: Oh, it's one of those. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, that's bad. I have Chubb in a couple of leagues too, so but yeah. not only not only for the fantasy player, of course for the person. No one no one likes seeing a bad injury like that. So no,
2: of course not. I mean, thoughts and prayers. I hope it's not as bad as it looks. Um, it probably is though. So we'll see you next year, Chubb.
1: Well, you never know. These guys are superhuman athletes. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. That is the
1: truth. But anyway, I know I, I broke into this White Sox talk with that, but I, I just had to had to dive in because after all, we are covering sports on this network, and that's going to be a big story over the next couple days. So,
2: Yeah, absolutely. Two good games going on right now as we speak. Two good Monday Night Football games.
1: Yeah, it's weird they're doing the doubleheader on week two.
2: Instead of week one, right? That's what yeah. I was saying earlier. Kind of annoyed by it but also like, sign me up for multiple football games a night as often as they want to.
1: I just got the replay sent sent to me On
2: Oh! Oh, it's that kind. Zim has the face of somebody who saw it, too. Did you see it?
0: I've not seen it yet, no.
2: Are you one of those weirdos that would? After seeing Joe's reaction?
1: Oh, of course I will. I'm sending it to you guys right now. Oh, I don't...
2: I'll, I'll look at it but i don't want to we're not gonna... a, lot of, a lot of things i don't want to do when it comes to this stuff but we're,
1: we're not going to play this on the air i'm not going to play the highlight but it's it's real bad Ooh,
0: apparently oh apparently that God. apparently don't listen to the sound with it too
2: oh no oh no Chuck. <laughs> yeah are we talking about him having surgery like within the next hour bad
0: probably Quite possibly
2: fudge i don't know why i'm saying fudge Joe just talked about Pedro Grafal's nutsack getting stroked by Chris <laughs> That
1: That's, that's going to be the artwork for next week.
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> just Pedro Grafal getting this done to him? Oh, really? Browns have ruled out Nick Chubb for the remainder of the game. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah, what
1: about the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I had a feeling that this White Sox show was just going to lead into us talking football for an hour.
1: well nothing like a major fantasy football injury to uh to do that
2: i mean this is gonna be um probably amongst the biggest fantasy stories oh my god you just saw it oh
0: it looks a lot like what happened to uh, joe burrow a few years ago where like sure it bends and twists in a really grotesque way but it's it probably looks worse than it is.
2: Oh, I'm sure. No, in so.
0: Burrow's case, it was sure. It was ACL MCL and he had to get it repaired, but like it could have been a lot nastier.
2: Yeah, of course. So, yeah. I don't
1: even crazy. want to know what that injury is, but uh, it's Um, a- I mean,
0: yeah. if I had to guess, I don't think anything's broken to be completely honest because of where he bent. Um, I, by no means am I a medical expert. I want to, I want to preface all of this by saying that, but I've watched a lot of football. I've, Participated in a lot of extreme sports that involve uh, limbs bending in strange ways. So, I have enough of an understanding of this anatomy that, like, usually when I see stuff like this, I can get a pretty good idea. If I had to guess, it's probably an ACL, MCL, possibly a patellar injury, um, patellar tendon. If you guys remember, Danny Trevathan had one of those uh, several years ago um, when he was still on the Bears. Um,
1: could be a hip dislocation too,
0: depending on how he planted, yeah. Uh, but it looked like he was moving at the hip just fine, it was below the knee, so definitely a dislocation. Um, potential meniscus damage, but I wouldn't that one you can never really know with an ACL tear. There's almost always some kind of meniscus damage, so it's just a matter of how m- severe it would be. Um, so like I say, cool. by no means am I an expert if I had to take a guess. By by the way that it bent, it's an MCL and meniscus. Potentially ACL as well. Bra- I'm
2: not gonna guess. <laughs> Zim's not a doctor, but he does play one on the internet.
0: That's right. That's right. Again, I've watched I've watched so many sports injuries and like seen the results that like I've just learned what a lot of these things look like.
2: I, I hate people who get mad at that too. They'll get mad at you for Yo, you, you're not a doctor, where's your PhD? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times you can nail it by just because of the fact that you know what you've seen before. Like, to me, I Aaron Rodgers' injury was an Achilles. The second I saw it, I was like, that's yeah. torn Achilles. Yeah. I've watched enough sports to know what a torn Achilles looks like. It doesn't – I'm not diag- – I'm not – Acting like I know how to fix it or why it's a torn Achilles or, you know, anything else that the smart people know. But I know that when you're uh, playing football and the back of your leg pops like one of those freaking toys we used to have when we were kids, like the, the, the you snap them when your back of your calf looks like that. That probably means you tore your uh, Achilles. That's I mean, that's what you saw. I'm not a doctor. I'm just not an idiot either. I retain information.
1: Yeah. A little, little bit of that, that recoil. Yeah. That's, that's disgusting stuff, but football is a violent sport and it's uh,
2: barbaric. It's borderline barbaric.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's rough for anyone that sees the replay that's listening to the audio version. Well, we're not showing it, but if anyone sees it, uh, obviously it's who it's, it's a, that's a lot to look at, but uh, we're sending our best to Nick Chubb and hopefully a quick recovery and not that painful. But, Absolutely. I, mean,
2: I can't. I have so yeah. many. I'm in so many leagues. I don't remember which one I have Chubb in. I definitely have him in one.
1: It looks like he's
0: going to have an ankle issue, too. Just on this image I just saw.
2: Oh, really? Damn. Yeah, probably well, I, ankle. I figured it out. I have Chubb in my keeper league. The, I don't we don't draft every year. We just draft rookies. I have him in that league. That sucks. That sucks really bad, actually. Damn.
0: It's fine. You probably have someone great like Roshan Johnson to, to replace him.
2: Um, I drafted Anthony Richardson in the rookie draft.
0: He's out next year. Yeah.
2: Next year. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I'm not, I haven't been starting him. I have Herbert and Watson. He was great this week, though. Yeah, he was. He was Before in
0: he the limited him. time he played. He was better than Brock Purdy, who somebody told me to start over him.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's very His matchup great. was there, but Purdy just didn't perform this week. I don't know.
0: In my defense, I didn't listen to you. So, <laughs>
1: Oh,
2: wow. Something it told me. Just uh,
0: Something told me. Go with Richardson. All right. So it looks like the Sox are actually going to pull out this game. They're up 6-0. They got 12 games left and just have to go 500 the rest of the year to not lose 100 games. Right? Can they do it?
2: Um. Let me take a look at the schedule. Let's diagnose this second. thing. Let's diagnose this thing from, like we're deciding what Nick Chubb is out with. Because um, I mean, let's be honest,
1: that injury was about as painful as the White Sox season. So
2: that's true. Okay, so yeah, it's the Cubs that play the Rockies. My apologies on yeah. that. Um the White Sox, the Nationals, yep. the Red
0: Sox, and the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. Yep. So
2: the we're only, not only going teams there, the only team there going to the playoffs is the Diamondbacks.
0: Yeah. Who have been a lot cooler at the end of the season. And if their playoff seating is locked in, and I think it could be by next week. Yeah. It Should could be. If their seating is locked in for sure and they can't move up or down, they might rest guys. That's true. That might be a chance for the Sox to steal one or two. It's very Padres true. are not super great either. No. And this might be a backdoor cover.
2: Neither is Boston. And. The White Sox have a winning record against Boston this year. Um, They played them well at a guaranteed rate field earlier this season. This one's going to be at Fenway. It's their last road series of the season. It closes out their road portion of their schedule. Um, The Diamondbacks just came off sweeping the Cubs. So they're clearly feeling okay right now. Um, They definitely have tailed off in the second half of this season, as Zim points out, because they were firmly in the race for the, NL West division. Now that's a combination of two things. The diamondbacks have slowed down a little bit and the Los Angeles Dodgers have just been a complete wagon in the second half of this season too. So it's a combination of those. And then, yeah, I agree with you on the Padres. I mean, they have Manny Machado. Tatis is having a pretty good year, um, but it's not like they're the team they were last year when they went to the NLCS. So the White Sox could backdoor not getting a hundred losses. Let's say two out of three from Washington. That'd be nice. One out of three from Boston, one out of three from Arizona. And I don't, I probably should have kept track of where that would put the White Sox, but instead I just started rattling off words, but Uh I don't know. It's possible.
1: I don't know. I feel, I feel like they, they either go exactly 500 or they,
2: they go like, Oh, one in like nine. Joe, I kind of like that you're, like, secretly rooting against them and, like, F, F you guys. Get 100.
1: Get I'm not rooting against them. I just want my prediction to be right. I guessed, like, in July
2: that they were going to lose 100. I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of this season that the White Sox on September 18th are going to enter a series with the Washington Nationals, 10 games worse than them, I would, I would, I would have liar. laughed so hard.
0: You're
2: I would have been like I would have <laughs> yeah, but I would have like I would have laughed at you, probably pointed at you while laughing and possibly spit on you if you would have made that claim to me and were serious. And I would have been the complete idiot. It would have been my fault. Um the White Sox stink, man. And I'm a little proud a lot of White Sox podcasts have died this season. Not us.
1: Not us. No, we we persevered. I mean, we took a couple of weeks off for the fantasy draft, and <laughs> we and, still you know, put when... ourselves
2: through this. I watch them still a fair amount. I don't. Why? Just, I'm not locked in every inning like I was <laughs> last year, the year before. Just uh, background noise. Yeah, they're they're always on. You know, yeah. I know I I have to write about them. I have to somewhat have a visual of what happened, but yeah. it's just they're a joke.
1: I haven't watched since I took my daughter to her first game. <laughs>
2: I don't blame you. If you don't have a reason to watch, there's no reason.
0: No, I I'm right there with you guys. Like, I I don't think I've actually sat down and paid attention to a game since the one I went to.
2: Yeah. That was,
0: that was early August. It's been a month.
2: What a bunch of assholes. The white Sox are though. I mean, they just don't get it. The fact that the three of us, probably three of the biggest fans that you could find three people Dedicated enough to loving the team that we sit here every Monday night like a bunch of morans every summer. Every summer, all summer, our girlfriends and wives have to deal with us going to seclude ourselves to talk about the White Sox for two hours, and this is what we get. It's bullshit. I'm sick of yeah. it, Frank. You know what's
1: you know what's funny is before the show started, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we're cutting it in an hour today, and she's like, I've heard that one before. Sure,
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, they know.
2: Yeah, well, I, that i that's very funny. My girlfriend said the same thing. <laughs> She's Talking like, there's right. no way you're done at nine. I'm like, we're done at nine.
0: How is Grandal still on this team?
2: They should have DFA'd him in September. Yeah. They should have DFA'd Bummer in September. There's no reason to give Elvis Andrews another cent. It's, right. just, it's a joke. This well,
0: It feels like Chris Getz has kind of just said, like, let's finish the year, guys, and we'll worry about it from there. And it's like, dude, you're in charge now. Yeah,
2: you're in charge. Exactly. Exactly. Why is Corey Lee still in the major leagues? Well, he's fine. I'm not like he hasn't hit. Well, go hit well in triple A. Finish the year strong. Feel (laughs) good about yourself.
0: I don't know. Like he's getting, he's getting valuable reps in, in the majors, you know, he doesn't get to go against this pitching in triple a. So, and and this isn't going to count towards his rookie eligibility for next year. He's not going to hit the threshold. So you might as well.
2: That's true. And Zim, you're a catcher. I caught until I hurt my back. There's something to be said about catching major league pitching too. He's getting a lot of reps doing that. And he's not bad.
0: And you really have to like gain the chemistry with the pitchers. Like there's, there's definitely an art to learning your pitcher because, you know, different guys pitch different ways. There's one guy, you know, just, just for an example, you know, when I was a kid, I I caught for my whole team and I rotated out with another catcher, but it was more on our rest than on the pitchers. Right. Whereas in the majors, it's a lot more dependent on how comfortable the pitcher is with the catcher. But at any rate, I caught for all five pitchers on my team and relief pitchers, too. So probably eight guys when it comes down to it out of a team of 12 guys. There are only four of us that didn't throw. Um, and of course, I was one of them because I was a catcher. But at any rate, probably eight guys that I caught for. And you learn real quick, this guy can throw the curveball. So I'm going to call that when I really need that to, to get a, a batter, like in a tough spot. This guy, if I call a curveball, I've got to be ready or this guy, if I call a change up, I've got to be ready to get dirty and block that. Right. It, he might hit his spot. He might just spike it. And like, it's getting to know that kind of stuff. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so if, if it took me that time as a kid to figure this out, you know, when I'm 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, all the way up to when I was tw- in my twenties, still catching and learning this about every pitcher, you know, there's no doubt that at the major league level where these guys are throwing a lot harder, a lot more often, a lot, uh, in higher frequency, you know, because yeah, of the pitch clock. Yeah. So it's very important to get all that down, get the eye for it. Um, not to mention the rapport you build with the umpires behind the plate, right? That's, that's a really underrated part of catching that a lot of guys don't think about is, you have to know what an umpire is going to call. And like, as you go through the circuit, you start learning like, okay, this guy likes it in this spot. This guy's going to give me an inch above and below, but this guy's going to squeeze me on the low, low outside corner or something like that. You know, um, you get to know your umpires. You say, Hey, this guy's calling the game tonight. I know that I'm going to be able to get away with these pitches in this spot every single time. So that's another valuable part of it. Um, yeah, anybody who wants to talk about catching, I'll sit here and babble at you all day about it. <laughs> Thanks for letting me go off on it, Vinny. But, but sure. yeah, I think Corey Lee uh, definitely has a lot to gain over these next 12 games. Um, he's, he's, is he catching tonight? I'm not sure if it's him or Grandal. I just saw grandall was in the lineup. I didn't pay attention to if he was... DH or not.
2: I actually didn't either. I could, I got you on that right. It here. looks
0: like he's catching. I've got the game pulled up now. It looks like he's behind the plate. So, you know, th- tonight would have been a great night for Lee to be behind the plate because Clevenger's throwing a complete game. It looks like at least he's going to try to. So, that's
1: yeah.
0: yeah. valuable experience. Um, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. it, we'll, we'll probably see a lot more young guys up next year. Probably see a lot more of them up. Um, a lot of the pitchers Shocker. that they've What's up?
1: I said shocking.
0: Yeah. A lot of the guys, you know, that they acquired this year that their prospect system is going to go to shit again next year because they're going to put a lot of these guys in the majors and start developing them Um, because that's the only way that Chris gets knows how to develop players is to just elevate them to the next level when they seem like they're good enough, which clearly isn't working, but you
2: know, whatever. Clearly not. If, If they played like they played tonight, I mean they'd be I mean, every single player in the starting lineup has a hit. Most of them have two. So, I mean. Yeah. Yuck. They, That's all they I I say. Yuck. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard to talk about this team. I can't believe we talked about this team for almost a half hour.
2: I hate that Clevenger having a good year, too. I know, right? Hate it. He sucks. He's an asshole. <laughs> um, can't stand his face. Um wish Isn't he was terrible. Snapback? It wouldn't shock me.
0: No, he's not. It's just the way his ponytail was sitting. I was thinking maybe he pulled it through a snapback.
2: Yeah, let like, me ah, be very clear. It has nothing to do with tattoos or ponytails. I'm all about that fun. I love tattoos. I have one and though. I plan on sleeving the rest of my arm. I love tattoos.
1: I tell you what, though, if, 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 you, if you had a picture in the dictionary of doucher, I think it would be like Mike Clevenger.
2: Yeah,
0: probably. it'd be him hugging Travis Bauer Trevor, <laughs>
2: Trevor. Bauer Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Bauer yeah it me. absolutely yeah. would and uh, oh my god they're both just clowns and I started hating Clevenger when he like and listen I'm not like a woke you know the most woke person I'm not also and anti- I'm also not anti-woke either I'm I'm pretty in the middle I think everybody makes valid points and everybody you're woke, makes woke stupid points yeah everybody makes valid points and everybody makes stupid points I hate both to be honest with you, but I was like with Clevenger during the COVID year. I was like, "What the f are you doing? What are you going out to bars?" If you're if you're not like signed for millions of dollars to a professional sports organization and you want to break the rules of COVID, I don't care. You want to get you go for it. I don't. I'm, I wasn't one of those people. But you put your team's ability to travel in jeopardy by doing that. And for that, I think Clevenger is not the most of team player. Um, regardless of what your opinion of COVID is, it was the rule at the time that he broke and screwed his team over, hated him, thought he was an idiot ever since. And then he beats women and kids too this last offseason. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: But probably.
2: Can't stand Mike Clevenger. I hate that he's having – I can't wait. The White Sox put him on waivers, and people still think he's coming back next year. Like, what are you talking about? I can't believe yeah. nobody
1: claimed him,
0: especially the season he's having. Like, you're, you're going to give up assets. You're going to give up assets for Giolito and for Lynn, and you're not going to like go get the guy who is better than both of them in the lineup. <laughs> That's so weird. It's so weird.
1: Matthew um, says it great in the chat. He says he brought BS to a weak franchise for the most money, knowing that they won't do their due diligence. It sucks you brought this to a team terribly equipped to handle such things. That's really well said. I think that's very true.
2: Absolutely. As he
0: gives up his complete game shutout. He literally hit a home run or he gave up a home run as you were reading that off. How how how's that for poetic justice?
1: It's pretty sweet. (laughs) I feel I'm I'm happy about that.
0: You know. So but they still will
1: hopefully win. uh, two (laughs) outs. Hugh and Josh Naylor. Oh, does, does...
0: And now he's trying to start a fight. Okay, good. It, good Mike Clevenger on. is. He said something to the guy as he was rounding the bases, and now there's a bunch of people in between them. <laughs>
2: what a clown!
1: PZ so... goes. Does he? Does Mike Clevenger warrant this much attention? The No, definitely not.
2: <laughs> Mike Clevenger. <laughs> For those listening to he the so audio, I goes. just ejected him.
1: So
0: what's the? Uh... What's the plan for the offseason for this team? Is there one? Is it just get rid of the old guys, bring the young guys up and hope for the best? Is there any free agent worth going after?
1: Because they already envy, said
0: they're out on Otani.
1: I don't envy Chris Getz at all. Um, I think that's potentially why they put him in this role because he, they they don't think anyone would take this job. <laughs> um, but I think the plan is you get rid of the, the extra baggage. You let Grandal go. You let Andrews go. I don't know what the hell you do with Moncada. I guess he's been playing well. I guess you keep him. I don't know. Um, you see what you yeah, got. Yeah, so you end up on. in the same.
0: You end up in the same boat that you're already
1: in yeah. with him. You trade. <laughs> I think you probably trade Ta. As much as I love him, I think he's a franchise player. I he, he did so much to sour. Well, my he team. has
0: he has a club option. You could honestly just say thanks, but no thanks, Ta.
1: Yeah, I I could see them doing that just to change, to change the vibes. Yeah. TA's negative energy and all his off the field stuff is a huge distraction. Um, I think you bring in high character guys. I think it would have gone a long way to still have Jake Berger on this roster, which you don't, which yeah. is the dumbest trade ever. Yeah. You, you, need, you need a clubhouse guy like that. But, you know, I think you, you, maybe you make some ridiculous trade package to the Marlins and say, we want this fucker back. They, they would never do it. But no, uh,
0: it, it, that would involve them, you know eating a little crow there, and that's just not going to happen. And the Marlins
2: just love him.
1: They do.
0: They absolutely love him. He's like a cornerstone player for that team now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can't say that. He hits bombs. He's marketable. He's friendly. He's got a nice family, cute kid, nice wife. Everything about him is just sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I miss him. I miss him, too. But I think you just you you get rid of all the the, the the extra baggage. You bring on high character guys. You need new staff. I I don't think you can bring back Pedro. I don't think you can. I think you eat crow no. and you let and you rep, you let it rip. You bring in somebody that's not a, a people pleaser. You know, even, and I hate saying this. I hate being that guy. But I think even if it's only for a couple years just to fucking get the, the the whole turnaround of, like, the, the locker, the, the clubhouse and, like, the mentality. Maybe you just bring in Ozzy for, like, two years and just say, beat the fuck out of these guys and, like, turn this culture around. I don't know. That's what I would do.
2: I really yeah. wouldn't hate it at all. That I mean, I don't know. It sucks. I just, I hate them. You can't. You can't bring Grafal back if you're going to tell me that you're going to try and win this year. You just can't do it.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, what else are they... They've set themselves up in such a bad situation. Like, I mean, you look at the free agent class, and you're like, there's nobody here worth spending money on. You look at the farm system, and you're like, there's nobody here worth promoting to the majors. You look at the guys they've already got on the team, there's nobody here worth keeping around. Like, it's just... Next year is going to be just as bad, guys. Like, I, I we we can already pencil it in for probably at least an 87 to 92 loss season next year.
1: You want to take I can't take another
2: season of it. Do you want the Nick Chubb update? Yes. Nick Chubb has dislocated his left knee and tore his MCL, ECL, and LCL with cartilage damage. with cartilage damage on October 10th. What? This isn't the update. I'm an idiot. This is Adam Schefter saying what Nick Chubb did against Tennessee in 2015.
1: Well, I can tell you, I just saw another angle. And it's probably the one that Zim was looking at a little while ago. Ouch.
0: Yeah. You can see his ankles definitely twisted up in that too.
1: His ankle and then his knee goes the other way. <laughs> it's not supposed to do that. Um, wow! Oh, and congratulations, Vinnie, on, on not getting chopped. You officially survived.
2: Thank you, thank you. Let's go. I, Never, I was taking heat from certain people in our league too, and they didn't learn ugh. from last year when I got near death experience five times. Five times,
1: Vinnie, I'm living your life right now. I'm 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 hanging by a thread, baby. I'm in, I'm in the life – I'm in second place, second to worst. Joe, that's I've, where
2: you got to live in the guillotine league early on. You have to dude, fight I, for your life so you know how to fight the battles in the end. All these dude, people I, at the top every year, they think they're so good, and then they get chopped.
1: Dude, I, get, I have 67 points, and the guy below me has 62.6, and he's got Freermuth tonight, and I'm like rooting so hard against Pat Freermuth tonight. That's he's got funny. no He's got nothing yet, but it's only halftime. So
2: I was leading the league in points every year in the year one, or every week. I felt like I was near the top every week, top three every time. Randomly chopped in week 10. That's not where you live in the guillotine league. And I just want to say really quick, before we get back to whatever conversation we were just on, Adam is an asshole. This is how he worded the tweet. Nick Chubb dislocated his left knee and tore his MCL, PCL, and LCL with cartilage damage on October 10th, 2015, versus Tennessee. He injured the same knee tonight versus Pittsburgh. All the replies are people calling him a D-head for saying they thought, you know, basically they thought that that was the diagnosis for right now because of the way he worded it. Mm. Adam Shefter's an asshole and on my hate list going forward.
0: Wow, how about this though? How about how about the Mitchell Trubisky saga potentially coming full circle? Kenny Pickett is just god awful. Kenny guys. Pickett
2: stinks. I hate, people overrate these bad quarterbacks when they come in the league because they want them to do well. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, mm. Kenny Pickett—they all suck.
1: Listen, they got to let Kenny Pickett finish the game so that he doesn't complete a single pass to Pat Freermuth. Okay,
2: oh, that's very funny. He actually
0: just hit a seventy-yard touchdown to uh pickens
1: oh thank god I I, thought I, you were it was gonna say, just a, a gonna... mid
0: slant though it wasn't it wasn't a Vinnie. short slant. it was just a mid slant
1: zim that was such an asshole move i was i thought you were gonna say fear and i was like
2: no <laughs> who is head crushers
1: that's my I, uh, uh, old co-worker of me and two, his name is sean
2: got it so not Foster. Fucking Foster survives. No, Foster survived
1: <laughs> with that dumpster of a team. But Where,
2: what, what's his team? <laughs>
1: R- Retsoff. He's got more points than you,
2: dude. He's got more points than. Oh, okay. Yeah, his team's trash. Hey, he's not gonna have more points. Uh, he might. Oh, have more he
1: has Pickett. Speaking of Pickett.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How funny. Yeah, I've got him in one of my leagues, and I think it might be time to cut ties. Is that our league that I've got him in? I don't know. It is. I have him in our league, but I also have Jalen hurts. So he's really just there for the bye week
1: (laughs) I was playing chess in the guillotine league today, Vin. I don't know if you saw, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. So he has freer So I, I dropped, I dropped fucking Bryce young to pick up the backup tight end. So he couldn't pick him up. (laughs) And then freer ended up starting, but I thought it would have been, that would have been like amazing if he didn't, that he would really
2: won. would have been smart. Cause he would have went for the backup and probably got a couple points. Yeah. But that now I dropped smart. Bryce
1: young, but if I survive, Oh, well, so then so be it. I don't have, I don't
2: have my backup. The guillotine league is so weak to week that you can't think of the future. You just, that, that's something I learned too. You cannot worry about, Oh, I need to make sure I have so and so for week 10, or I'm worried about this week's buy. You might not get there, you morons. You can't worry about all that. It's like Bill Belichick. I honestly feel like Bill Belichick managing my guillotine league. We're on the Cincinnati. We're on yeah. the Cincinnati. We're on the Cincinnati. It doesn't matter. You might not see week four.
1: Did you see him throw the flag at the ref yesterday?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was freaking awesome. That's probably one of that's, my favorite coaching moves of all time.
0: That's going to be one of the moments, like, of the season, and it happened in week two, and Absolutely,
2: it's absolutely. Because
0: I remember, like, watching him stand there last night and, like, thinking, is he going to throw the flag? And actually, first I was thinking, is he going to get out of the way of the chain gang, or is he just <laughs> like, you guys can go around me? Yeah. And then he throws the flag down, and it's like, oh,
2: okay. Very,
0: very funny.
2: Did,
1: did you see in the Seahawks-Lions game, Geno Smith got flagged for uh, <clears throat> intentional grounding, and then he was going – the ref was, like, talking to the stadium and and he was trying to talk to him. and he's like, hold on, son, I'm talking to America. <laughs> and it, he was on the mic and everything. It, it's, like, the,
2: it's the best
1: line ever from the ref. I
2: didn't see that. That's yeah, goes, very hold, funny.
1: Hold on, son, I'm talking to America.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's awesome. Just oh. assuming everyone in the world is watching the Detroit Lions take on the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks. It was a damn good game. It was a great game. I'm I had Red Zone lie, on. Yeah. I watched Red Zone all day. That was And that was one of the premier games of Red Zone. And, oh, dude, that was awesome.
1: And I don't have the new Madden yet, but the new Madden, I guess, there's an NFL Plus edition where you can get three months of NFL Plus, which includes Red Zone on it, which I'm oh. like, yes, that's cool. That covers football season pretty much. I mean, September, sure. October, that's until playoffs pretty much. So just wanted to throw that out there.
2: Absolutely. Good
0: deal. I don't know that I'll ever pay for a Madden game again after last year's nightmare, but I didn't I, pay for that one either. So
1: I, would I just wait less- for
0: them to go on Game Pass for free and then download them.
1: The way I look at it is you can get three months. It's, it's $15 a month for NFL Plus. Right. So like if you – through the math, that's forty five bucks. It's like you're getting Madden for, I don't know the math. Yeah. Is.
0: No, I mean it makes sense. If you're a Madden guy, like I get it. I played Madden religiously as a kid. I could probably still, you know, kick some ass in it if I if I applied myself. But just so many game breaking glitches in last year's game, and like I play on PC. Like I play on a device that is a lot more powerful than any console out there, and this thing is still glitching left and right on it. So it's not a hardware issue. It's, it's a it's a game issue. The game is just bad. I'm very grateful that there is uh, competition coming soon, and it feels like MLB The Show is starting to go the same way, especially considering they won't even release on PC. And it, uh, I'll rant for hours about video games. Um, I'm just going to stop.
2: Big cat from Barstool quote tweeted Schefter's tweet and said, Shefty just put Browns fan in the hospital with how he started this tweet. So I want it to be clear that I'm not the only Moran who thought it was the initial diagnosis.
1: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> watch, watch, it ends up being all those things. I, I mean, anyway.
2: if he did all of those things to his knee eight years ago and it's the same knee then I think there's a chance that you would just assume, again, not a doctor. I just think it's common sense that if he did all those things to his knee last time, it's probably not as intact as a knee that hadn't gone through that kind of trauma before. That's just my general. Is it the same knee? Yeah, it's the same knee. Okay.
1: That's tough. tough. See, we, we did our baseball talk and we got into football and randomness and we got 15 minutes to just do whatever.
2: Yeah, as soon as you kill it, I'm going to eat more pizza.
1: Oh, that sounds go. good. I'm probably going to go eat more Chipotle. Dude, dude I made Ooh. some bomb chili today, dude.
2: Chili. I haven't had a good pot of chili since last fall. Holy! Oh, I'm shit. ready
1: for chili season. Me
2: too. Me too. <laughs> My family always makes it on Halloween. All the kids go trick or treating, and then when we come back in,
1: you put it in their Halloween baskets with the candy. Yeah, you no, just put are... a
2: scoop
0: right in the bucket. Just and...
1: The ladle. The ladle.
2: When I was a, fat a ladle in their pillowcase. Kid, when I was a fat ass little kid, I would have preferred that over candy. I would have, Mom, give me chili, absolutely. Well,
0: that's why you build pockets into your costume and line them with tinfoil.
2: Oh, I like
1: that, dude, Vinny, dude, this Do you is have a serious, chili? Ser- this is a very serious question. Since we're talking chili, do you do you do the elbows underneath it, or do you just do the chili? Oh,
2: very much open to both. My dad loves it. He'll he'll use spaghetti. So, like, I've seen all sorts of different combinations for the Chili Mac. If I got to choose the, the noodle for Chili Mac, it would be elbows, yes.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I do elbows with mine, yeah.
0: My favorite, like, fall, winter, cold weather meal for Chili, right? You take a Chili Dog, right? Make, make yourself a standard Chili Dog, mm-hmm. except instead of a hot dog, you use a Supreme Tamale.
1: Oh yeah, dude. That's a
0: put the tamale on the bun.
1: Chicago staple, dude.
0: Yep, tamale really? on bun with mustard, chili, onion, cheese, little bit of celery salt. That's the secret. Put some celery salt on your chili dogs. It will elevate your chili dog to a whole
2: other level.
1: I love it, dude. I love I love those tamales on the bun, like those Tom Toms.
2: Yeah, you might have changed yeah. my life.
0: No, seriously, celery salt on chili in general. Great flavors. Use it wow. just to season your chili beforehand. But to me, like having the dryness of it on top of the chili, like that's what kind of does yeah. it. It's like, it's like when you take the, the little flecks in the bottom of the bag of ramen and you mm-hmm. sprinkle them on top after it's cooked, it's like yeah. the same kind of thing, but like on a microscopic level.
2: That's amazing. <laughs> I ever, love uh, this idea. I really, really do.
1: You, I think you'd like my chili Vin. I think you would. I probably would. I do. I do ground Turkey, but you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you
2: oh yeah i love ground turkey and
1: then i i do with uh i do black beans and then i do like chili and adobo sauce with like green chilies and tomatoes in there and uh it's just it's really good it's only like a smoky but it's good i don't know man it's my chilies i love my chili i want to go i want to go eat a bowl right now
2: you're probably going to right i
1: don't know man i already had like a bunch of it before the show and otherwise
0: it's like 10 o'clock there too <laughs> like oh, it'll
1: be true. like three in the morning and i'll be just destroying my toilet
2: <laughs> i thought
0: you're gonna say like three in the morning just wake up with a craving, just like standing in the middle of the kitchen like butt naked fucking elbow deep in a bowl of chili
1: dude i mean I, i'm not gonna say it's never happened before
2: <laughs> that is very funny
1: but I mean, I'm also not going to say I've never had a 3 a.m. trip to the to the toilet after chili either. So oh, of course we've this is we're we're run through it on the show today, talking <laughs> about everything.
2: That's what we do.
1: But hell yeah, we're just kind of in the portion of the show now. Where we're just going to talk about whatever. We, I had enough talking about the White Sox, so I think I'm done with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't get chopped in the Guillotine League. You are four points clear right now.
1: Yep, we're not going to um, talk about it anymore.
2: <laughs> you got this. You got this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got this. That's all I'll say.
1: I hope so, man. Amari Cooper was projected to not play at all, and then all of a sudden, magically, he's playing today. And I benched him, and I had to find a replacement, and I got absolutely fucked.
2: Damn.
1: And and I had and I had Aaron Jones. And I had uh, Brandon Cooks who all sat because of weird random injuries. It was a very annoying week for me in Guillotine.
2: I understand. Uh, it's kind of been an annoying week for me in general. I went three and one last week and then didn't get chopped in the Guillotine League. So I play in five leagues total, including the Guillotine League. I went three and one in the head to head ones and then didn't get chopped. So I would consider that a good week. This week, I'm not getting chopped, but I went two and two instead of three and one. And I'm very annoyed. Very annoyed. Yeah. Only one of them I'm 2-0 oh in. It's the Keeper League.
1: Yeah, so. no, I hear you there, man. Uh, we'll see. I'd, I'd, I'd love to survive another week to fight another day. We'll see.
2: You deserve it. You deserve it. Oh, let me go on one more tangent before we get out of here. Yeah, do it. Would you like to apologize to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that Bijan Robinson was oh, going to be worthy of the number one pick in the draft. And so far through two weeks, he's been a dog.
0: Yeah, my uh Jamar Chase pick is looking like a total dud right now.
1: Well that's why I'm good at chop, and that's why I'll probably get Chopped and Guillotine this week is two weeks in a row, Jamar Chase took a big old deuce on my chest.
0: Oh dude's riding the bench for me in our sleeper league.
2: When I realized though that chase and Jefferson were the number one and two pick though, over any running back, it made sense in my head. So I was firmly like, okay, if I have the third pick, I'll take B John Robinson. So it's not like I didn't, you know, well, I was
1: expecting in the guillotine league. I thought for sure it was going to be the first two picks. I thought it was going to be Jefferson chase. And I had third. So I was, I was completely prepared to take Tyree Hill because I loved the matchups, the rest of the season. I loved his schedule to start the year. And I was like, I should have just fucking took him at two and I would have been fine. But
2: I have a take though. And I'm wondering if you agree with me and you could just give a quick explanation. I know we're cutting short on time. Um, the guillotine league, I'm thinking quarterback is more valuable than people give it credit for. And like, you should really think about drafting Patrick Mahomes in one of the first two rounds in guillotine league. And here's why. All you need to do is survive the first couple weeks, and then you could start piecemealing the rest of the team as the season goes along. And the guys that get the most points early are the top quarterbacks. So if you have Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes early,
1: not not in Guillotine, Vin. You don't. You get four points for a passing touchdown. You don't get six. So you got to get a, a wide receiver or a, a running back, just because of the scoring.
2: That's true. I just felt like once last year, I got Patrick Mahomes off the waiver wire. Uh, whoever had, I guess that's true. Whoever had him got chopped. So I was able to get him. But once I had him, it felt like I wasn't going to not win. And that ended up kind of like being the case. I know I talk about, it's still the one cool thing I've done in fantasy sports is win the guillotine league. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I think there's no. It's just hard to figure out what the perfect way to go about it is.
1: yeah it's it's wild. Uh, I think you have to look at the schedules but then again you, a guy like Joe Burrow just completely crapped the bed with a decent schedule yeah, so
2: that's true it's hard it's
1: hard I, to go off of that.
0: You know the perfect way to do guillotine is just a one team league uh, you know
1: and
2: <laughs> you'll win for sure. yeah yeah there's,
0: there's no threat.
1: Real quick, guys, we got a comment in the chat. I think we should address it from Christopher. As diehard fans, do you get annoyed with the whole title or bust idea? As an Orioles fan, I'm happy to have a good team again. But others would say the season doesn't mean anything without a ring.
2: Couldn't disagree with th- those people more. There are plenty of teams that should be extremely thrilled with their season, whether or not they win the championship. Um, if I'm the Dodgers or the Braves, I probably am thinking like, okay, if we don't win the World Series, like then it was all or not. But if I'm the Orioles or the Texas Rangers or the Tampa Bay Rays, or uh, maybe not the Tampa Bay Rays—they've been in it for a while now—but all it's these teams that are fresh and near the top of the standings, I think you all have a very bright future, especially the O's. You're if I was you're about an O's say fan, that, dude. Well, like, just to get those young guys show.
1: experience? Yeah.
0: Look at this show in 2020 and 2021. You know, or I guess we didn't start until 21. But look at Sox fans. In 2020 and 2021, you know, everybody was okay with how those seasons went. because I mean, 21 was a bit of a disappointment, but it certainly wasn't title or bust by any means. You know, 2020, we were like, cool, we're a year ahead of schedule. This is great. This is looking exactly how we want it to look right now. In 21, we were like, okay, well, we didn't get where we expected to get, but we were a year ahead anyway. Like 22, We're going to ball out. This team's going to be great. And that's when the wheels came off. And I think that's why we're as pissed as we are now. I think that Sox fans would be very happy just to have a competitive team. Shit. We were very happy for the first three months of the season, mostly just because the Sox hadn't completely blown it yet. Were we frustrated? Sure. But were we happy with the team? I think so. I Mm -hmm. I think – If we went back and listened to it, you know, we talked about a lot of bright spots on this team. We talked about a lot of things to look forward to. We talked about how if they did this, this and this, they could become a much more competitive team. And unfortunately, it just went the other way. That's why we're so frustrated now. And that's why we're going to be frustrated for next season. Because again, next season is not going to be any better than this season. Like we can, it's it's not even over yet. We are 12 games away from the end of the season. And I can confidently say next year is a building year next year is not going to be a fun watch for a lot of Sox fans. We're going to be looking for silver linings. We're going to be looking for players and plays that just like hold us over for the season. Um, the winter is going to be rough too, but yeah, uh, uh-huh. as an Orioles fan, happy to have a good team again. You absolutely should be, especially considering what you've got coming down the pipeline as well. Cause the Orioles are only
2: getting better. Yeah, be proud of your team. You never know when it could turn sideways.
1: That's very true. Anything can happen and just got to go for the ride. I, I I just wish the Sox were at least competent in some capacity, but they're not.
0: Speaking of the Orioles, I mean, how about Kirstad hitting a, hitting a home run in his first major league at-bat? Like, that was awesome. I'm pretty sure that's a guy that was in discussions in the Dylan Cease trade that I would have been totally okay with the White Sox getting. You know, yep. we'll never know for sure if he was in the conversation or not. But they you have to imagine
1: he probably was. I wish they traded him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: you know, mm-hmm. coulda, shoulda,
0: woulda. They'll probably trade him in the offseason and get a quarter of what they should have for him. Um, and that'll be that.
1: <laughs> that'll be that, all right. And we are at the point where we're going to wrap the show and get out of here because we said we're going to keep it under an hour and we're actually going to stick to that for once. <laughs> Uh, we're going to run around and do our shout outs real quick before we get out of here. Uh, last minute thoughts Zim. then we can lead things off with you, buddy.
0: Um, Yeah, no real, no real thoughts going through my head right now. Other than the white Sox suck. The bears suck. Can we please get to hockey season? So that somebody won't suck. Yeah, uh, Sure. You know, the the Blackhawks aren't going to be competitive by any means, but at least they got Connor Bedard.
1: They'll be exciting. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. You know, they, in, in, the same year that they lose Kane and Taves, they're, they're getting the next franchise guy. And I mean, we could not be any luckier as sports fans to have that true changing of the guard happening. Um, So, yeah, true, I'm, I'm very excited for next month when the games actually count. Um, I think we're what, about four weeks away. Three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, we're getting we're, we're getting close, though. If only the Avalanche weren't good and tickets weren't a million dollars, I might try to go Uh see the Blackhawks this year. But (laughs) the Avalanche got good. You know, their win total started increasing, and so did their ticket prices. (laughs) Uh (laughs) But, you know, it would be cool to go again. Um, It's been years since I've gotten to go to a Hawks game and actually have something fun to root for, Um, especially because a lot of the time when the Hawks came out here, Corey Crawford didn't play, and I don't know why. I don't know if there's any reason for that. Because they sucked.
2: apps yeah.
0: that's fair uh a lot of times also they come out around christmas and uh cory crawford's birthday is either new year's eve or new year's day yep so they usually gave him the day off for his birthday um so it is what it is uh as far as shout outs and stuff go just shout outs to everybody in the chat room watching shout outs to the, the the pod father Aldo Gandia for keeping us on the network, uh, even Absolutely. though you know there, there's no reason to with the way this season's <laughs> gone. <laughs> and you know, shout out to you guys for uh, joining me in my misery and talking about the White Sox. You know, I actually watched like an inning and a half of this game tonight, and uh, I didn't vomit. So Nick yeah, Chubb tried to change that, but
1: <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Great stuff, Sam. Vinny Parisi, How about you?
2: My number one shout-out is always my girlfriend, Katie. I love you very much. Thank you for watching, as always. Um, I'll also I'll feed off Zim's conversation about being excited for hockey season. On our next show, Monday, September 25th, I will be joining stream following a new New Jersey Devils preseason split squad. Half the team will be in New Jersey hosting the Philadelphia Flyers, and half the team will be on the road playing the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center in Quebec, Le de Montreal. Or Ooh. I forget exactly how to word it in French. But. Oui, oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, so I, I haven't gone into a hockey season thinking the Devils can win the Stanley Cup this year since the 2012-13 season, the year they came off of winning the Eastern Conference and going to the Cup. They lost to the Kings. Then coming into that next year, I thought they had a chance and they sucked. And they sucked for the following 15 years. Little did I know I had a decade of misery ahead of me going into that season actually but i'm coming into this year thinking they are one of the best teams in the league so my second shout out goes out to them i am very very excited for that to begin 1st preseason game they play two of them one week from today
1: there you go baby and of course you can listen to vinny on he'll be talking hockey this week as well you've got crosstown I'm, I'm sorry. You've got uh, bar down talking hockey. You got Golden night stuff right there. Ah, Talk- golden
2: Shower <laughs> Gear, love it. They won the Stanley yeah. Cup, so the stuff is out and didn't go away during the summer.
1: Yeah, and uh, and then of course you got Crosstown Crosstalk on Thursday. Um, you had Gabriel talking football today. You got Dan and Aldo tomorrow. So many great things on the network. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, get notified every time the Borrow Network goes live whether it's on youtube or you can also subscribe where you find podcasts so make sure you do that uh shout outs for me shout out my beautiful wife katherine uh my beautiful daughter audrey and my great Dane maverick i love you all very very much i'll give a shout out to the chat room everyone that was in there tonight we appreciate you a lot of new faces so thank you for tuning in uh we mentioned aldo gandia the barkeep the the, the godfather the podfather guy who lets us do this and gives us this platform thank you all though we appreciate it and i'm just gonna go ahead and throw a random shout out to uh blink 182 announced a new album today one more time coming out october 20th i'm pretty pumped about it uh vinnie's a fan zim is a partial fan at this stage of their career uh, i'm just excited to hear new music so i'm excited about that but uh outside of that man we're gonna wrap things up we hit that hour mark we will be back next week, I think, as of right now. I don't know. Maybe there'll be something crazy that happens for us to talk about. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, PZ, thank you. Yes, we appreciate you, and thanks for tuning in with us. And We like to we like to vent our frustrations, and this is a therapy session, like we said. Um, but anyway, we're going to get out of here. For the South Burb Sitman, I'm Joe Mandel. That's Steven Zimmerman. And in the Miami Marlins, Jake Berger, Uh, Jets get up is Vinny Parisi. We will see you guys next week and Vinny will be on Wednesday and Thursday here on the Barroom Network. See you guys next time and no matter how terrible they are, no matter how stinky, no matter how hard it is to go to a game, we always say it no matter what. Let's go White Sox.